Uh, cryosleep is never gonna get easier. Computer, where are we and what is the current date? Current year is 2248, and the current location is near the moon of Zegon, just outside of the Milky Way galaxy. Thank you. Now for the most important question. Why was I woken up? You told me to alert you if any Perlanian technology was ever activated. Sensors detected a reading out near our dirtiest Critis storage facilities. Dirtiest Critis? Huh. Wait. That place sounds familiar. Alright. Computer, set a curse for the storage facility. Could it have been there this entire time? Searching our course back to Dirtius Critus. And may I ask, sir, what were we searching for? The weapon. The weapon, sir? Yes, you old dial-up modem. The weapon to destroy civilizations. The one those old fools tried to keep hidden from me. Do you know what the weapon looks like, sir? Honestly, it shocks me that I put my life in your non-existent imbecile hands. No, I don't know what this weapon looks like, or otherwise I'd have it by now. However, Dirtiest Critis was the last location that Flaxen said it could be yet. That is, before I shoved him out of the airlock. Poor bastard. I mean, he didn't deserve it, honestly. But, it was still funny. Now, how long until we arrive back there? We should be arriving there tomorrow, sir. Good. Good. Plenty of time to prepare. Are we expecting a fight? Oh, I hope so. I've been craving a fight since the Melted Limbs War. Those were the days. When I was killing relentlessly. Ah, yes. Shame the old fools grew soft to my actions. Telling me what I was doing was a war crime and banishing me forever. Sir, oh, shit. you're monologuing again. All right. Thank you. Let's save that for the enemy. Now, time to get a plan ready. And that is how I stopped the invasion of 2025. Should we tell him there never was such an invasion? Um, I don't think that would be such a good idea. Yeah, let's just let him have this moment. He's switchy enough as it is. Imagine if he blew his last processor with that knowledge. Probably kill all of us. That was such a fascinating story. Thank you. So, not to be that guy, but does anyone have any idea where we are heading in this steel coffin? You're always that guy, Max. Yeah, well, after a long day we have had, I'd like to be able to get some food, seeing as the good doctor over here nearly ate all of ours. Excuse me for being trapped in a storage room with no food for days. Okay, guys, calm down. Fred, you said we were near Dirtis, right? Correct. Well, okay then. That means there is a small space station owned by SolarFed not too far from here. There we can get some repairs done and resupply. Fred, how's it looking? So far, everything is normal. Oh, 
You mean besides a zooming around in a barely functioning ship, loading its base? Oh, and apparently heading off on some mission to stop a radical Perlanian? I really don't see how everything is normal. Max, I think he just meant the ship. Well, I mean, I'm still not wrong. <sighs> Fred, can you please explain more about this Zetquin? Like, who is he? Why haven't I stumbled upon his name in my numerous extensive researches? And how did he become some radical Perlanian? Well, Doctor, the fact you haven't found his name means our job in erasing his existence has seemed to work. For a bit, at least. You see, him making Nathan Snokia isn't the first act of science manipulation he has done. I am my own god. Quiet. Anyways... It really started during the War of Molten Limbs, during the battles. He was always trying to find new ways to enhance the warfare. Once he took a few wounded soldiers and kind of gave them cybernetic limbs. <laughs> that sounds so cool. Only you, Max, would find something like that cool. I mean, think of the positives of cybernetic limbs. There were none. The soldiers were never in control of the limbs, and they turned on themselves. It was quite horrible. And then he created the robots. Oh god, the robots. Those were even worse than the cybernetic limbs tragedy. But what truly made him an outcast was when he heard of a new weapon that would cause massive destruction. He grew mad trying to find this weapon that he, and I quote, would use to rain destruction on any who would oppose him. Oh, wow. What was this weapon? To be perfectly honest, I'm not sure. The old ones only ever mentioned it once, and how its destructive capabilities were on a planetary scale, and any other record of it is unknown. Whoa, 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 wait. Back up. Old ones? Who are they? The old ones were our leaders back then. Why were they called the old ones? Was it because of their knowledge? No. They were just old. Honestly, I don't know what I was expecting. But still, what happened to Zequin? Well, as I mentioned, once he got word of such a weapon, he set off to find it. He got close from what I see in my database, but the military guards caught up to him and brought him in before he could find it. That's when the old one scrubbed his name from nearly anything that could be traced back to the Perlanians and banished him. But how does that explain Nathan Snoky? I believe Nathan Snokia was created long after the events of the war. He must have stumbled upon him when he was still trying to invent new weapons. Okay, alright. This is Dr. Sarah Faraday. I have survived both alien monsters and ancient tombs. It wasn't really a tomb, more of a charging station. Shut up, Fred. I'm creating a record of our journey. <laughs> Apologies, future listeners. As I was saying... I have survived many perils and teamed up with an eclectic group of misfits. For the record, they are Stuart, Max, Fred, and myself. Hey, I matter. I exist. Oh, crap. Right. And Nathan Snokia. <laughs> no, I did not stroke out. That is the talking cell phone's name. <laughs> uh, what else should I say? Oh, uh, uh, say what we are doing next. <sighs> right. Uh, we are en route to the nearest solar-fed station uh, for... Cheeseburgers.
Max, we are getting fuel and repairs. You might be. I, however, will not be satisfied without a cheeseburger. What is a cheeseburger? Ha! Something you don't know! It is a greasy ground-up bovine clad in the teat juice of a female bovine and the severed head of wheat. That is revolting. Damn it! I mean, when you say it like that now, I don't even want one anymore. I mean, it's not like cheeseburgers are real anymore. They're entirely synthetic. The horror! Uh, Doctor, your recorder is... it's still recording. Oh, crap. Location of solar-fed outpost 626 locked in, spinning up the star drive. The vessel is doomed. I am surrounded by pessimists. Three. Two. One. Solarfield Station 626. We have logged your approach to the station. What is your vessel's name and docking requirements? Over. Uh, what do I say? Here, allow me. Hello there. Yes, this is the uh, uh, this is this is the starship. Ooh, waffle. Uh, yes, this is the Starship Warfall. We are an older vessel, in need of fuel and repairs. Hello there, Vessel Waffle. Station 626 would be happy to accommodate your repairs and refueling. Uh, what is your size classification? Uh, one, one sec. Does anybody know? Max, quit shrugging. I'm looking through the manual. Buy some time. So, uh, how's your day going? My day is irrelevant to you, but but since you asked, so my day was kind of boring. I woke up and then I got some coffee. Well, actually, I wanted hot chocolate and then found it. We are a porpoise, porpoise, porpoise class small freighter. Oh well, that that is very interesting about your uh, hot beverage dilemma. Anyway, if you still wanted to know our size, we are a porpoise class small freighter. Oh, wonderful to hear. My, that is. Quite the antique you are flying. Please proceed to the green light surrounding Docking Bay 7. Thank you, and have a sunny day. Gross. I forgot about the Solar Fed slogan. What? No, you didn't. You just wanted to comment on it so others didn't judge our place of work based on the corny slogan. It is pretty cheesy. Why are humans so obsessed with putting bovine teat juice on everything? You got me. No, literally. Do you have me securely in your hands? I have a premonition about this landing. Okay, new rule. Nobody is allowed to say teat juice on the waffle anymore. I second that. The motion passes. What? Oh, stop judging me with those looks. You were all thinking it. Um, the ship will not cease its forward propulsion. We can't stop? It would seem not. I knew we were doomed. Vessel Waffle, cease forward propulsion immediately. You are moving too fast towards the docking bay. Waffle here. Um, do you have any drills or standard operating uh, 
procedures for ships crashing rather than landing? Oh, God. All hands prepare for impact. Jake, Jake, get out of the desk now. Sounds like Jake has the right idea. Prepare yourselves. Uh, uh, Stuart, what are, you, what are you doing? Don't worry, Doctor. I will shield you with my body. Wait, what about me? Computer, play something to get me in the world-ending mood. The world-ending mood? Yes. You know, the life-form decapitating, planet-crushing, pinky-maggling type of mood. Ah, I have just the thing. Get me computer. Hello, and thank you for listening to episode four of An Ending Tales from the Void. I'm John Davis. And I'm Kate Reagan. And we're very pleased to have you joining us once again for another Ripples in Space podcast. Very exciting that we got to meet the villain, or at least a not-so-good guy, now in this episode. Yeah, this series is definitely um, going down its own path. <laughs> Many different interesting obstacles. Little twists and turns. But it's fun, and we have fun doing it, and we hope that you have fun listening to it. Originally, Unending Tales from the Void was intended to be collaborative fiction, However, like with new Coca-Cola in the 80s and or Blackberry, it hasn't really caught on. So we will be removing the Unending Tales from the Void section on Submittable. We'll keep telling this story for a little while, see how it ends naturally, hopefully naturally, and then move on to other endeavors. Thank you, though, for following us and for listening and uh, continue to send us your Short fiction to be featured on the alternating podcast every other week opposite Unending Tales from the Void. Send us your short stories. We're doing summer 2019 right now, and we can't wait to publish those. And be sure to enter the Ribbles in Space Science Fiction versus Fantasy Contest, which ends September at the end of the month. September at the end of the month. September at the end of the month. Not September 31st. No, the end of the month. (laughs) Different day. Even though it's the same day. There's no September 31st. And there, that one. <laughs> There's 30 days in September. It was a trick question. Aha. Uh-huh. And I fell for it. Aha. Uh-huh. Anyway, that was a whole lot of information. Hopefully you didn't tune it out. If you're still listening, thank you. Be sure to check out our website. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Twitter. Take care and we'll see you next week. From all of us here at Ripples in Space, cheers from the void. Bye. Is everyone still functional? <coughs> <coughs>
<laughs> Define functional. I'm mostly still here. Oh, let's not do that again. Ah, it's alive. I mean, I'm alive. Hi guys, and welcome to Solar Fed Station 626. We're glad you made it, but um, realized you had a bit of an issue stopping there, so we're gonna get going on any repairs you need. And in case anyone was wondering, Jake's okay, aren't you, Jake? No, I'm not. <laughs>